0: This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona, and this is episode 31. It's also our third episode all about engaging students through feedback. Today's episode is called Self Assessment for Students Examples and Three Tips to Increase Engagement. Today, I'm going to share with you how self assessment can not only help our students learn more about themselves as learners, it can also engage them in working toward their goals. I've got three simple ways to help you start incorporating self-assessment for students today. This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm gonna get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're gonna work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've gotta use Math Discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging Math Discussions right now. Go to slash discussions. Look at all my best tips on how to guide the, on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Self assessment is the key skill to enabling students to be self aware and engaged in their learning process. As teachers, We've been through self-assessment process so often that we sometimes forget how powerful it is. We self-assess for our formal observations. We self assess during student teaching. We self-assess after a terrible lesson or an awkward parent interaction. It is through those self-assessments that we've learned, grew our practice and become better communicators. So, of course, we want that for our students. On today's episode, I want to chat with you about self assessments for students with examples and tips that you can take with you to increase your students' engagement. So, let's start with what are student self assessments? First, let's think about the act of self reflection or self assessment. In my opinion, The act of reflecting on our own actions can teach us much more than being told or even getting feedback. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from John Dewey, and he says, we do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. This quote explains it perfectly. We can experience many things. We can experience really important learning opportunities and inquiries, but if we don't reflect on those experiences, then we won't actually learn as much as we can from those experiences. Think of it like this. Students have time to explore with tiles, to build rectangles, and then they count those tiles. This is a pre-multiplication skill, edging them toward skip counting and thinking of the rows and columns as groups. And so then the students share their rectangles at their tables and the class might even have a conversation about the rectangles and even share a few um, on a chart or to make them visual. In fact, I love doing this strategy with my third graders as we're introducing multiplication. However, The child never spends any time reflecting on their own understanding. Let's say they never look back at their own work to compare it to the learning target or the criteria for the learning target. Let's say that child never considers what they might be missing in their work or what they might not know or understand after this experience. Intentionally pausing to give students time to reflect will help our students learn more. If I simply build in time after that experience of building rectangles with tiles, my students can reflect on that learning experience, thinking about what they know now that they didn't before, or considering what they saw in others' work, that they might want to apply to their own in the future. Reflecting on that learning experience will help students learn more content and learn more about themselves and how they learn. The thing is, is we aren't just teachers of curriculum and standards. We are teachers of children. So anytime we can incorporate life skills that will help our students learn standards better, why not? Let's do it. Let's teach students how to improve their learning strategies. Love that. (laughs) Let's talk about why students should self-assess. Why is it worth our time to incorporate this into our classrooms? The thing is, learning to self-assess is this valuable life skill we just talked about. When you can assess what's going well, or what's feeling challenging, or you just don't understand yet, you're better able to set appropriate goals. And then you're better able to decide what interventions or extra help or practice will help you make progress toward that goal. You know yourself better when you take time to reflect. I'm going to say that one again. You know yourself better when you take time to reflect. So when we build in that valuable time to reflect, students in turn get to know themselves better and can better work toward their goals. They can improve their learning strategies because they know themselves better. Think of it like this. A child is learning to skip count and understand that pattern. And they're using unifix cubes to connect the groups, um, alternating in colors by sixes. So once they have them all connected and they're labeling the groups with post-it notes. Okay. So hopefully you can picture that like a group of six that's pink, a group of six that's green, pink, green, pink, green. And they're going through and they're labeling six, 12, 18. Okay. So the student is counting by ones and then placing a post-it note until they've created a unifix kind of cube number line of sixes, all the sixes, six multiples. Okay. However, this child keeps losing track going back to the start. Um, They will get that six written down and then they start back over at zero, counting by ones until they reach 12. Then they start back at one and they count up until they get to eighteen. They're getting frustrated by this, what's feeling like a daunting task of repeatedly counting these blocks, and they're losing focus. And you notice this as you're walking around the room. So, what do you do? Here's a few options, right? Option A show them how to start at the last number that they wrote down and count up. B show them the multiples on the poster on the wall and remind them that they can use those to help if they get frustrated. C ask them if they need a partner to help them or D ask them how it's going and then listen to what they say and then prompt them and say, what are you going to do about that? Or what do you think would help? Okay. Have you ever heard that metaphor or parable? I don't really know, but the one that goes like, you could catch the hungry man a fish or you could teach him how to fish and catch his own fish. That's what I'm talking about here yes we can give our students suggestions or answers like a show them how to count from the last number and count on or b show them the resource that they can go to or c even give them a partner but because we know we're really just suggesting that they actually do what we say right those aren't actual suggestions we're just telling them what to do to solve their problem or we could go with option d just is to ask them how they think it's going. Ask them what they're going to do about it. We can help them reflect on what feels challenging in that moment. And we can be there to help them brainstorm new strategies. This is actually a life skill that I talked about in the Middle Web article that I wrote titled Teaching Students to Problem Solve. The standards for mathematical practice, number one, tells us that students need to make sense of problems and persevere in solving them. That means they need to come up against dead ends. They need to revise their thinking and attempt new strategies. These are problem-solving skills. Students can practice these skills, but they can't practice them if they don't have the opportunity to struggle and then self-reflect. So just to go back to why should students self-reflect and self-assess? The reason is, is because they have to do this in order to develop the skills of being a problem solver. Okay, so let's talk about three ways to incorporate self-assessment into your day. Obviously, there are tons of ways to incorporate self-assessment. However, my goal with this episode is to give you three ideas that you can start implementing and trying out now. And with any idea that you start to incorporate, reflect yourself on how it's going. Notice what changes, if anything. Notice if students are being more thoughtful or if they struggle to be honest. And then notice the trends in their reflections. Then use what you notice to drive further teaching about reflection. But let's get to those examples. So example number one for self-assessment. Include the learning goal on the worksheet or the paper that your students are working on. Then at the end of the lesson, ask them to rate themselves on that learning target. You can use like the one, two, three, four, or you could use thumbs up in the middle, thumbs down. You, I'll share what this looks like on my Instagram stories. So if you aren't following me on Instagram, go to Hello Mona hellomonamath um, on Instagram, and I'll share in my stories what I'm talking about and what this looks like. So you include this learning target so that it's simple for students to just circle their rating however it is crucial that students understand the learning target and the levels of understanding so go back to last week's episode if you haven't listened to that about the learning target and criteria and how that plays such an essential role in reflection and don't worry we're going to be talking about reflection and levels of understanding in the weeks to come but in order to start using this approach simply Start having your students reflect on the learning target. Give them that 4321 and just have them start self assessing. Here's what it might sound like as you ask students to do that, right? You're going to tell them what each of those numbers mean. So if the learning target is, I can show how I solved on paper, you might say something like, Okay, friends, a three means you can do this. You are meeting the criteria, the criteria where you show your model clearly. You have a number sentence that matches your work and you have labels and words to explain your work and model. That's a three. If you only have some of the criteria, you're a two. And if you only have very few parts of the criteria, like one or two, then you're a one. Now, a four on this learning target means you're showing multiple ways to solve on paper, and each of those ways is meeting all of the criteria. Okay, so that's what you might say to your class before you say, okay, go ahead and circle. Are you a four, three, two, or one on this learning target today? And if you're looking for more information, like I said, be sure to go back to episode 30. It's called Learning Targets and Criteria to help when giving students feedback. It's got all the details in there about that. All right. Tip number two is colored turn-in trays. Get three trays of any color, or I like to use the stoplight colors. In my classroom, we have pink, orange, and green. Then start having your students turn in their work to these trays. And you'll need to give context to these trays every time you use them too, just like we did for the four, three, two, one in the last example. So you'll wanna do that for the pink, orange, and green. So when you ask your students to turn in the work, you'll say, put it in the pink bin if this was challenging for you or you need more time or help. Put your paper in the green bin if you got it or you think your answers are and reasoning are sound and correct or put it into the orange bin if you're in the middle. You got some parts, but others were challenging or you need more help. This act of self-reflection shouldn't take much effort, but this incorporating this reflection in every part of your day is so powerful. Think about how many times students turn something in during the day in your classroom. Those are all opportunities to say, huh, did I get it? What do I need more support with? And I know this sounds like it's going to take a bunch of time. But to be honest with you, it will take more time than your typical turn-in work routine. However, we spend our time on our priorities. So if engaging your students in self-reflection in order to help them engage more in their work is important to you, then it's time well spent. Tip number three is ask open-ended questions. Now, another way to incorporate self-assessment or reflection into every part of your day is just by doing a quick turn-in talk or a stop and jot and ask a simple question that can help you do that. So here's what I mean. You might ask your second graders to turn and talk about a question like, how well can you use base 10 blocks to show a three-digit number? And you can have them write. I'm good at that because. I'm still working on that because. right. And you might even give them those sentence stems to get them started in talking about it. Maybe you'll ask your fifth grade class to stop and jot and share about how well they stayed on task that day. These are just simple ways to get kids thinking and talking about themselves and their performance. It takes a lot of practice at being honest with yourself in these reflections before we can really move forward and take action on our reflections. So I highly suggest that you start incorporating these simple reflections into your daily activities. And again, I do want to say, I think it's so important that we have established a safe welcoming and inclusive classroom before we start on this work of having students share their growth areas and open up with other students in the class. So be sure to monitor as students chat to ensure that they're upholding those classroom norms that you've set. And if you want to reflect on your own norms or do a little norm resetting. Go to episode 12. It's called Resetting Norms in the New Year, and it's all about resetting our norms and how you can incorporate students in that process of creating the norms. So let's review. Teaching your students to self-assess is how to engage students in class. It's simple. When we teach our students to know themselves better, they're more engaged in making themselves better. I know. It's a lot. (laughs) When you help your students see their growth and their capacity, you can help them set those realistic goals that they feel like they can really reach. They'll be intrinsically motivated to work toward those goals when they see the need because they've seen that that goal is what they need through their self-assessments. You can start this work with your assessments right now by putting a learning target right onto their work and asking them to self-assess at the end of that assignment. You'll be able to utilize those open-ended questions in turn-in talks or stop-and-jots to help your students get comfortable with self-assessment. And then my personal fave is incorporating a no-risk self-assessment by just turning in your paper to a colored bin. These self-assessment examples are sure to help your students develop strategies to engage in self-assessment without feeling overwhelmed. You totally got this. I can't wait to hear about how infusing just a little bit of self-assessment into your classroom is going to help your students feel empowered and engaged. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it. monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.